Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Getting Over podcast. That's right, we've got a wrestling pay-per-view incoming, so the Getting Over boys got together to let you know what's going on and how it's going to go down. So there we go. If you are watching us on YouTube, then uh, you'll have enjoyed the special introductory video, and... uh, while you're there, do check and see if you are subscribing. And if you're not, a little click of that button means the world to us. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, even if it's just audio podcasts. Anywhere you get them, you can subscribe. means a lot to us, and it's a big help. So here we go. This is CookieCast getting over. Recording in progress. Got you. Welcome along. Uh, you you found us again. Thanks for coming back. This is Getting Over, episode number 36 on CookieCast. Um, if you are a returning listener, thank you very much. Um, if this is new to you, then um, we are here to talk all things WWE over the last month. Coming out of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, heading towards this month's spectacular, the biggest party of the summer, SummerSlam. Um We'll start where we always do by finding out how the predictions title lies after the last uh, last set. So, give a big shout out to Max last time out as well. Max was on as our uh, guest predictor, submitted his predictions. Um, bit of a spoiler alert this time around: there are so many predictions to do. We don't have a guest predictor, um, so we'll get we'll get to that in a bit. But yeah, thank you to Max uh, again for last month. This has been possibly the closest set of predictions we've had on the basis that one point separates everyone. <laughs> Absolutely everyone. There it is. If uh, if you're not on YouTube, get yourself over there. Mr. Cook is uh, proudly displaying the hardware at, at present. And I've got the belt as well. <laughs> well I was going to say, that's... That's the original for the for the YouTube viewers that are uh, sort of working out why there's two. Um, Andy's got the original, and the one that's behind Stu is definitely a knockoff replica. Yeah, somebody scribbled on it as well, so it's ignorant. Yeah. They're ignorant fools. Well, much like big old Dave Batista, one man stands alone, and that man, this time around. Is Mr. Matthew Moore? Oh, well done, sir. Um, so yeah, so out of out of a possible seven points, we did all right this time around. Uh, Matt Matt won it with four, so it's more, more than half, more than halfway. Um, the rest of us, the rest of us were on three, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's we've we've definitely done worse than that. Um, I don't think we've done too badly this time around. So um, I, I was I was quite surprised really um, much like we all were when Tamina rocked up in the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match for the women are you trying to tell me that no one had that as a, as a pick um, let, let me let me read you the picks for those that uh, don't remember don't so, uh, and, 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 Andy Matt 
me and Max all had Becky Lynch. Still hasn't happened. Uh, Paul, you you had Sasha Banks. At least she's back now. At least you were kind of near, but even with half a point, you still wouldn't have won. So, oh, right. shut up. <laughs> right then, um, moving on. So before we get to the SummerSlam predictions, we'll talk a bit of news. What's happened over the last month? And where else is there to start other than the 31st of July? Um, now, I know the answer to this question, but anybody anybody want to hazard a guess as to what happened on the 31st of July? It was the last day of July. I mean, he's, he's, he's absolutely nailed it there. It, it, it was the last day of something. Um, it was the last day of employment for uh, one Mr. Bray Wyatt, as in the guy who's pretty much sold... 90% of the gear through like merch through the website that like, for the last however long. Um, what, what we th- what, certainly for the last three years, I would have thought with the fiend stuff, but probably even a little bit before that with the Wyatt family stuff as well. Um, yeah, it's a bit, bit of a strange one. Um, again, we're here, we're talking about releases, it's, it, it, it's still happening. Like, like, what is going on? Like, not much has really been mentioned about the reason for the release, um, other than it has fueled a bit of further speculation on the potential sale of the company. Um, this being seen perhaps as a, a bit of uh, further asset stripping to reduce costs. Um, there has been other speculation uh, around the mental health of Bray himself. Again, not really seen anything confirmed on that. Um, but obviously, if it is the latter, then we all wish him well because he's. There's, there's got to be more to come from him somewhere like regardless of, of what company he ends up in um, or whether he ends up back in WWE down the line he's, he's clearly talented and clearly creative so I, I'm, I'm confident in the fact we've definitely not seen the last of him but he's just like, rest, 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 he's, like he's, he's, he's made for wrestling I mean like for God's sake his, his real name is basically two wrestlers his, his real name is Wyndham Rotunda, isn't it? Yep. So he's basically named after a like a wrestling family. So. Yep. Yeah, and then um, obviously his his brother, Bud Dallas, as was out of a job earlier in the year as well. Who's to say they don't come back like full force? I guess with, with both of them. But um, yeah, I still I still don't get it obviously if it is the mental health thing then you, you can't really you know there's nothing else to say on that one but um, if it is a business thing weird um, business things are I think like obviously we've kind of hashed through it before and we've kind of mentioned the sale but you know we kind of you know who, we, can't, we kind of mentioned the sale of it and but then who's going to buy it because I can't you know we can't I've talked about this before. A TV company is not going to buy it because they've got to deal with Peacock or deal with HBO or whatever goes on there. So unless HBO are going to buy it, which I can't see because they've already paid them paid somebody, unless you only want it, you know, I can't see it going anywhere else. Disney's not going to pay for it because HBO have got the rights for the thing, and all they're proceeding to do is set about pissing people off. You know, apparently. Um, you know, we kind of probably talk about this after the Bray Wyatt kind of stuff, but you know, 
know, the USA Network aren't happy because obviously they're making changes to NXT. You know, people, both both companies that own the rights to SmackDown and Raw aren't going to be happy because, like you said, the best the, if, if someone's the best merch seller, then it means they're a popular wrestler. And that means it's taking viewers away from the screen. And here's that, you know, I... I missed uh, you know, I missed Bray Wyatt coming into the, the WWE, but you know since watching it more regularly again, he's definitely one of the more intriguing kind of characters and the the continual evolution of the characters and even like it. I think you know the big change with the Fiend was good, but it was the subtle little ones that he made kind of as the Wyatt family kind of was repeatedly not you know done wrong and you just kind of think you just wonder whether at some point he got sick of being on the road away from his family obviously he's, one of his best friends died around the, the kind of turn of the year but then you wonder if if he was talking to somebody like Brody Lee who's but you know was singing the praises of AEW and the, the creative kind of side of it whether he's just thought you know what like, I'm, I'm sick of you know, I've watched my dad. Was it was it his dad and my brother get kind of released in the mm-hmm. past year? So, not only that as well, but um, it's come out since uh, Bray's release that his his, his wife is um, uh, the former ring announcer Jojo. He was also let go on the quiet as well. Like you know, we've said this before. They're setting themselves up to be in the position of, you know. It's that kind of thing of never meet your heroes, never work for the company that you've always wanted to work for. Is it going to get to that point where people are going to be like, yeah, it's all well and good kind of going and working for the WWE and having the prestige and being able to put it on your CV or whatever. But is it going to be as, you know, it's already not, I don't know, in the kind of smart or mark world, it's not, the be all and end all, you know, going and wrestling in, in Ring of Honor, going and wrestling at, at, at AEW now with, or in, you know, or New Japan or something like that is kind of held in greater esteem than than perhaps going to the WWE now because it's not seen as a wrestling product; it's seen as a a vehicle for entertainment. Well, you've you've probably as an example, look at Matt Cardona now. Mm-hmm. Ah. Since, since he since he since he left, he's worked for AEW briefly. He's working um, semi regular for Impact. He's he's gone and done something completely out of his comfort zone in uh, GCW by having the uh, the death match with uh, Nick Gage and everything, and taking their world title. And what have you. So he's he's probably busier now than he ever was with WWE. And that's. Oh, Go on, Matt, sorry. Probably more over and more famous than what he was before. Mm. He's, he's, he's definitely got more of a handle on his own merch and all the rest of it. That, I mean, that, that that guy blinks probably as many times as T-shirts are produced, like different designs at the moment. It just is unreal. So, he Bray wasn't the only release. Shock horror. But this one was a little, little bit more straightforward, and and probably less surprising, but still came about in a bizarre way. So, Ric Flair has been released. 
I mean, you wouldn't ever sort of be worried about the fact that they'd chosen to release, you know, a 72-year-old guy who still would probably try and get in the ring every chance he got. Um, but yeah, it came about on the 2nd of August and seemingly after Flair himself asked Vince via text message, from what I understand, um, and he was, he was granted the release. And he didn't hang about either because his next wrestling appearance has already been made. Um, it was accompanying his son-in-law to be, Andrade, at um, AAA's, I mean, a very imaginatively titled Triple Mania. I don't know where they got the inspiration for that. Uh, for his match against the AAA mega champion, I'm hoping that's something that's lost in translation between Mexico and English, but because, like, mega champion, like, to me, sounds like something off Power Rangers. Um, but, yeah, Kenny Omega. Flair got involved in the match, delivering a series of chops and and a right hand as well to, to, to floor Kenny Omega. Um, but, yeah, it's like, what do we make of, of Flair going? Like, this this guy surely was made for life. I'm pretty sure that the, the foundations of WWE... Are, are Ric Flair surely at this point in time? Like, like th- it was built on his back. Is that is that not not a thing? He's he's definitely he's definitely <clears throat> a part of the fabric of the company for sure. He does flit in and out though, hasn't he? Obviously, he went to WCW and then he's been to TNA and stuff like that. So he kind of flits in and out when he can't get when he's not the headline kind of act obviously the thing with Lacey Evans went a bit weird um, and yeah, we kind of agreed that we didn't really like that and I don't know like all that I'm praying is, is that he doesn't wrestle because now it's just it's just embarrassing and it sounds awful to say about it because someone should be like if you like saying, oh, yeah, these people should be allowed to retire when, when they want to retire. Okay. But when they can't go and it looks terrible and it looks like someone beating up a granddad because that's effectively what they're doing. You know, he's not like, I, I think I can't, I was watching the, um, I obviously some, I can't think. The, the Shawn Michaels, like his retirement match from WWE with Shawn Michaels, yeah. was as a as cut something. I can't remember what it's been used for the other day as a kind of metaphor for something else that was going on. And he looks decent there. But he just doesn't look. He doesn't look kind of right to be in the ring, and he's going to do all these over the top stuff, and it's just too much, and it just. Uh, if if A if A do if A need do AEW do it, then I mean that company's finished because it, it's just not worth it. It's, it really isn't worth it. It's, it's, let's yeah. not forget. Let's not forget that after that retirement match came his entire TNA run. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that, that kind of says, says it all. I think the, it? Pro- the problem with Flair is that he's at that point now where. The decision to wrestle needs to be taken out of his hands because mm. he's always going to think that he's like, you know, his body's going to be able to do it because, to all intents and purposes, it probably is. Like, his, his body, like, 
it sounds like he's always maintaining on his interviews that he can still do the same number of like, like I think he calls them Hindu squats or something like that, that he always has been able to do and he can probably still bench press most of what he, he was able to do at his prime. Because he was never like, he was never a massive body guy, was he? He was never in peak physical conditioning. I mean, the several, several beers and cocktails per night that he, uh, that he was, uh, that he was drinking probably put paid to that. But he, has anyone seen the Nature Boy 30 for 30 that ESPN did about him? I've never been able to catch it yet. I really want to watch that. If you can find it, it's very good. I believe it might be on Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney and Ric Flair are two things I would never put together. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's because they've got a like a, an ESPN contract with them or something like that. But it's, it's because of the Space Mountain link, right? Well, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but in that, he goes on to say that um, he's at the doctor's, like doing his med, doing his physical or something, like that, and the doctor asks him like, like. Well, can you sort of like tell me what you drink on like a, a weekly basis? And I was like, oh, you know, I'll have like, I'll go out and have like 10 beers, like five cocktails, a couple of shooters. Uh, if you put na- if you try Nature Boy, you might find that. Um, and then he was like, oh, this is per week. And he was like, oh, no, this is this is every night. And the doctor's like, what? That's oh, awesome. excellent. Um, so yeah, the doctor's basically like, I, I don't understand how you're not dead. But, and, and obviously like, in his mind, he's probably still 40. And, and like, and, and probably always will be in his own head. And he needs, he, he needs someone to just like say to him, no, you, you can't. Like, we're not, yeah. we're not going to license you to, to wrestle. You're going to tell him what to do. Who's going to tell, tell the nature boy? But you can't, you, you just can't do it because he'll he'll end up hurting himself or possibly even somebody else who he's in the ring with, and yeah. it's just not worth taking the risk. Like, tri- Triple H was like, he's he's, he's 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 his own worst enemy, and he's and he said he's essentially. I'm not saying it in a nasty way, but he's a liar because he'll say, "Oh yeah, I'm not wrestling anymore." And then he's like, well, you know, I'll, ju- I'll just take a couple of bumps. And you're like, no, Rick, you're in your late 60s, early 70s, you can't can't do it. Ah, it'll be all right, it'll be fine. And then next thing you know, instead of, and, and he says, next thing you know is, instead of, you'll say, no, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hit you, I'm not going to do anything like that. Next thing you know, he's just chucking himself down in the ring, like taking his own bumps and stuff like that. And you're like, He's like he's just a law unto his own, and uh, you're just worried that it's going to be, you know, a kind of perhaps a crude joke or not. But I kind of joke with you guys over the messages, like that it's going to be like Tommy Cooper. People are going to be watching him, and they're going to be thinking, "Ah, oh, it's a good bit. He's he's dead in the ring, and then he's going to be carried from the ring, and people will go, oh, crap, he died! Like he literally did actually die in the ring last night. It wasn't." It wasn't fake. It wasn't him putting something on. It was genuinely that was it. That was that. That was the you know. And to be fair, that is probably the way he wants to go. <laughs> but do, do we want? Do you want to? Do, do people want to remember him for another year or eighteen months of him 
oh god it's just not going to be good it's, and I think that's the problem you're tarnishing you're tarnishing what you are yeah. that is exactly it and it's that problem that <clears throat> it's it's getting to the point where it's going to it's going to ruin people's memories of him and stuff like that yeah he'll, he'll just end up as an embarrassment and, and that's all people will remember at the end well, moving moving on from those two contract situations, we, there is one other big contract situation that is uh, actually up in the air this coming weekend. So, Matt's Matt's called it. Adam Cole, his uh, his contract ran out on the sly, but being the professional that he is agreed a temporary extension till at least SummerSlam weekend so this coming weekend so that he could see out the programme that he's currently in with Kyle O'Reilly now I know that me and Matt have talked a bit about this off air I have my own views on this as well like I, the, the match that he's got on Sunday night against uh, Kyle O'Reilly I think the outcome of that match could have a, a big indicator on actually what's going down because you would you would expect that if he if he loses that's him sort of you know putting putting over the guy on the way out the door. But I think when we we talked about this the other weekend, didn't we, Matt? And you were saying that he maybe thought something different. I, 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 I think I think O'Reilly's going to win no matter what because I think they're pushing however much you like or dislike the character. Um, not, I'm still on the fence with it. I'm not a big fan of the cool Kyle kind of thing. I think it's a bit a bit cheesy. It's a bit too Orange Cassidy for me. Without the stupid hands in the pockets business. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, it's, I think... I, 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 I don't know. If he stays in WWE, I don't think he's going to stay in NXT. I think he'll go up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. But I hope, he goes to, I hope he goes to AEW. <laughs> would be my kind of thing. I know it's probably a contra- kind of thing. I just think he's, he's, a, he's a, a smart mark or a marks wrestler. He's not a Vince wrestler. No. He should be. He should, you know, if, if, they want, if they want Shawn Michaels, if they want you know, good talkers and stuff like that, charismatic people. You know, he's the perfect guy. But I think Vince has got these kind of blinkers on now that everyone's got to be six foot four, jacked, and they're all going to turn into The Rock or they're going to turn into Cena or they're going to turn into, you know, whoever. You know, it's this kind of, I think, like, I was listening to something the other day and it's like, we don't want short. We don't want short indie guys. Mm. Oh, all right, but who 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 who's the wrestler that everybody still talks about? Who's the wrestler that the other company have probably spent God knows how much trying to get get him to go to Chicago in like however many days? Mm. End of the week, isn't it? Just is that is that a short indie guy? I think, I think he was a short indie guy. You know, and mm-hmm. you look at some of the people that are at the top of the card at the moment. Seth Rollins is is a short indie guy. Yep. You know, I, I just, I can't, I can't get my head around. I understand, make your own talent. That some of their own talent is, is fine. 
we can't have this attitude of anybody who is in the Indies who isn't over six foot, we're not interested in because you've buried you've buried superstars that you've made by doing that. Balor should be top of the card. But and you know we'll, we'll probably talk about this in a, in a bit. But what 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 they do with him because they've already taken him out of the world the world title shot. And my problem is is that yeah, and I suppose in a way, Cole it seems to be more durable than Balor. If mm. that's going to be kind of criticism, that that you know Balor, whenever it was his chance to be pushed, got injured. Whereas as Cole seems to be a real workhorse that kind of doesn't suffer these injuries. Wrong moment. Well, I, I still think it's very finely poised. This it could it could genuinely go either way. Um, if you believe, like I was doing a bit of research and stuff, you believe everything you read online um, at your own peril. But like something suggested that he's already had a meeting with Vince and it, it went well, and and ideas have been pitched about him uh, going up to SmackDown, which seems to be the obvious fit main roster wise. And if you were ever going to get called up to to the main roster. He'd absolutely be made up if SmackDown was suggested because SmackDown has been far and above anything that Raw has had for the last... Well, I've lost count now. Um, but then, ultimately, when you're on the main roster, they don't allow you to have like the Twitch channels and all the rest of it. And he's openly said that's not going anywhere. So then that kind of points you back the other way again. And the fact that his wife is in uh, AEW and you know she's there current women's champion and what have you is like it, it, it genuinely knife-edge stuff I think uh, like whatever decision he makes he's he's not going to be short of uh, a few quid put it that way he'll be uh, he'll be hotly uh, hotly tipped for, for, for all of it so yeah we'll see the, the the final little bit I've got is just a little bit but it is a little bit more of a positive thing about a guy who they built themselves and seemingly is getting repackaged. Anybody seen the stuff about Elias this week? So I saw that. He, I saw that. Is he burnt his guitar and stuff like that? Yeah. Was that last week or something? Yeah, like so, that? so, so, so on Raw this past week, he put his guitar on a bonfire, and he was carrying around like a like a like a tombstone thing, and he planted it in the ground, and uh, it had Elias. I think it was 2017 to 2021 written on it, uh, which I mean he looks older than four, but you know, give him credit, he's, uh, he's grown a decent beard. Um, he then said WWE stood for Walk with Elias, but Elias is dead, and that was it. Like that guy is, I know, like it's always the thing that JBL would say about Randy Orton, but if like in this day and age, if you were building a wrestler from the ground up. He would look very close to Elias, I think, um, for for like the current era, and like that. Again, we, we could we we could and probably have spent more than enough time over the course of uh, the, the life of the getting over podcast talking about all these guys that are underused. He has got to be way up that list as well. So hopefully, this will be uh, the start of uh, bigger and better things for him. Also, are we, are we are we ignoring the fact that you know the Undertaker's been gone a little while now, and uh... you mean, but like you mean he's going to the hat shop? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I don't know. I imagine there's probably a hat and coat kind of shopping spree in his future. 
he's all, he clearly obviously got the uh, the tombstone side of things down. <laughs> well, it could could have been a less than subtle hint, I suppose. I didn't even think about that. Just just throwing that out there. Just saying, you know. Oh man, if they start ripping off old characters, then that'll be that'll be it. Yeah, because as a, as society goes, we're not really into like you know remakes, reboots, remasters. That's <laughs> that's as a society, that is not what we're about. But it's surely a widely regarded concept that, gen- generally speaking, that the uh, the sequel is never as good as the original. There are very few exceptions to that rule. Yeah. True. Um, so, yeah. So, we we probably could have slotted about 15 different Ready to Grumble sections within that, but we've uh, we've just left it. We've just gone with it. Why not? Um, so, yeah. We, we, shall, we shall move on. So, SummerSlam is this weekend. Uh, and as a change to the regular Sunday slot, SummerSlam comes to us live this Saturday, which is awesome if you're going to stay up and watch it live if you're in the UK, because it means that you don't have to like worry about being late for work or whatever on the Monday morning. Um, I mean, I suppose you could just watch it on the network in your own time like a normal person. Um, but it is going to be again in front of fans, as it has been for the last little while, but this time coming to us from the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Um, for all of you first-time ever fans out there, I know there's at least three more of you on the podcast. Um, the random trivia for this one is that the first this is the first time ever that SummerSlam has been held in an American football stadium. Obviously, it has been held in an actual football stadium when it was in Wembley, but yeah. Um, as always, when we're recording the podcast, the information on the match card is correct at the time of recording and taken from WWE.com, but card is subject to change as usual. Um, we have got... I did mention we have got a lot of matches. So, cast your minds back over the last like three or four months, maybe even longer, whatever it's been. Probably WrestleMania been the exception, but everywhere else there's generally been about five, maybe six. There's ten confirmed matches for SummerSlam, which um, was like, I looked at it, I was like, hmm. And I think we'll all agree, we might even pick them out as we go through, that some of them will uh, definitely get bumped <laughs> to the pre-show, or uh, as, as Matt pointed out, SmackDown, <laughs> if uh, if that if that needs be. Um, so yeah, let's get stuck into the, into the matches, shall we? First one I have on the list is the Raw Women's Title Match. It is uh, current champion Nikki Ash versus Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley I should definitely start by saying that Nikki Ash won the Money in the Bank ladder match in the women's side of things and took advantage of an exchange between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair on the Raw the night after Money in the Bank cashing in the case and taking the title from Charlotte Flair um, you might have noticed that Flair was a new title holder anyway after the Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view and as she then lost the title in quick fashion, she now holds the unfortunate record of being the holder of the NXT, SmackDown and Raw women's title for the shortest period of time like per title. So, as you know, it's, it's a weird one that I don't know what we... They're obviously trying to bump her up to her dad's level of title reigns, as we've all discussed previously, but just 
she needs a long title reign at some point to cement the legacy, I think. Um, anyway, Nikki sort of interjected herself then into this rivalry between Flair and Ripley that's been ongoing, and the triple threat kind of seemed inevitable. Uh, WWE seemed to be really pushing uh, Nikki, almost a superhero, as a positive role model of late. And it was great to get a surprise winner for Money in the Bank. Obviously, none of us predicted it. Um, it was it was nice that they've, they've done that and, and kind of we did get something out of left field. But with the push that she's had, does that still relate to a successful defence this coming weekend? Where are we going to start? Who who wants to kick this off? Go on, I, I, I've picked Nikki Ash. Okay. Um, I think I think they like the character. Um, I think the other two will take each other out. Okay. Um, yeah. I I am in full agreement with you. Um, I think also as well if if you've actually heard any of her promos of late. Um, they need to recoup some of the money that they've clearly spent on elocution lessons and s- slowing down her Scottish accent a little bit because it sounds a, a bit like someone's pressed and held the play button on the Sky Remote when she's talking now. Um, and yeah, and if you didn't know, that uh, puts your Skybox in slow motion. So every day is a school day. Right. Um, Paul, do you want to give us yours? Same for me. I think she'll retain personally. Can't see it being taken off of this quick it would be a bit bogus to do that so this gives Andy the opportunity to play for points if he really wants to can you hear that can you hear that the, the sound of someone playing for points just uh, stick me down for Charlotte Flair will you oh something I did see actually that they brought up on that was put on Twitter I think it was that um, she's wrestled up four summer slams she's yet to lose Mm. Yeah, that is also true. As as as, as previously been mentioned, I, I do like a little little bit of research before uh, coming into these podcasts. And what from what I can say is, um, everything everything I've seen, even if I don't just keep saying Charlotte Flair until she eventually wins the title, um, everything that I've seen says uh, Charlotte Charlotte for the win. So, Ultimately, uh, you, you could just keep saying Charlotte Flair until she gets to the seventeenth title reign overall, yeah. and then that might be the time that she doesn't win. Um, okay, fair enough. Right, that's that's cool. So we shall move on then. The next match I have on the list is uh, the battle of the old three MB bandmates in Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. So not only is it a battle of all three MB bandmates, it is also a battle of former WWE champions. Mahal has added the help of two big men to his ranks in Veer and Shanky. However, Drew McIntyre did defeat them both in a handicap match on Raw this past week, and that win bars them from ringside for the SummerSlam match. Um, that, that's it, really. Like the, the, Mahal and his and his cronies cost Drew McIntyre the money in the bank match, and as he can't have an, another title shot whilst Bobby Lashley is champion, um, that was kind of the only way back in he's got at the moment. So it, it was it was a nice, easy setup for him. It felt like a bit of a layup kind of storyline to go into. It's a good one for Jinder to try and get back towards a decent standing on the card as well. But who's going to win? 
Big Drew or uh, Big Big Gender. Don't hinder the gender. As, as well. Drew. And he's straight in there. They they need to keep him like hot whilst every can't go for this title run. So a wi- a win in a match like this keeps him up there, keeps him ready and available, and then obviously he'll be ready to take on uh, on Brock when Brock comes back. I I think the complete opposite of that. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I I think this could be the beginning of a bit of a losing streak for Drew. And it could like sort of culminate in a maybe a heel turn, maybe a switch over like SmackDown or something like that. I don't know. I just think this well maybe maybe not a heel turn or such, but I don't know if it's that sort of thing where for me, I don't know if they're maybe building towards Moving him to SmackDown and then having him be a guy that goes on a on a run against Reigns because they've teased they've teased them two before when they've done the Survivor <laughs> Series like, champion versus champion. Yeah, um, and that was a screwy finish as well, wasn't it? It wouldn't surprise me if they went back to that to have a little program between the two of them. So I would I'll, I'll be going for Jinder to win. Okay, I. I agree with both of you in ways, in the sense of, I agree with that. Huh? That's playing for points. I'll pick two. (laughs) I think I'll just pick both and have half a point, yeah? That's that's allowed, right? (laughs) So I I agree with Andy in that Drew will win um, for the reasons that he said. But I agree with what Paul just said about... um, They'll, they'll move him to um, they'll, they'll ultimately move Drew to Smackdown to carry on this thing with Roman Reigns but I think that's a bit further down the line yet I would say that's after Wrestlemania territory once they've got the Dwayne out of the way um, I imagine that'll be that'll be where he goes um, but, I mean if you if you want to mark this down now when it comes to the draft next year, Drew will be the, the the first SmackDown pick for for the draft. How's that further in further in the predictions? But yeah, for for the purposes of this podcast, I have picked Drew to beat Jinder Mahal. Matt gives you the chance to make it fifty fifty or uh, or make it three to one. No, I'm I'm going with Drew. Um, I think they'll they'll make him look awesome. Kind of thing because obviously everybody knows you win the match to stop the people from being by the ring. Nobody listens to those rules, um, so they're going to come down at some point, and obviously I presume he'll play claim all of the shit out of them, um, and he'll uh, look awesome, um, and we'll call it a day there. Unless there's some kind of super showdown, mega media. Something in India coming up at some point, then Jinder um, might go. I haven't, I haven't heard anything about India. Um, although I, I have seen in the last few days that they've apparently booked a date in October for the next Saudi show. Strange how that's come about, and uh, I mean we'll get to him later on. But old uh, Oldberg's turned up again, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's jumping ahead too far. 
Right, we're all locked in for those predictions. So we've primarily gone for Drew, with the exception of Paul, who is wrong. Um, so Edge versus Seth Rollins. This is probably the match on the card with the longest build. Uh, it's referenced times that uh, Rollins attacked Edge years ago. I think it was around 2014-ish, whilst Edge was still officially retired. Um, he's obviously... Uh, Rollins has attacked Edge a number of times since then, since uh, Edge's return, including costing Edge the Universal title match uh, at Money in the Bank. Very simple after that. Edge challenges Rollins to a match. Rollins delays for a little bit, but snapped in the end and accepted the challenge once he was referred to as Edge Light. So, um, so yeah, it's good, good old-fashioned grudge match against, you know, the Two, two of the, probably the two most evenly matched people on the entire card, I would suggest. Um, for this one, it, it's flip a coin time, really, for me. Edge, Edge needs a win because if he's still going to be lurking around and near the top of any card, yes, he won the Rumble, he's been screwed or lost ever since. Um, but then Rollins, Rollins really needs a win um, because he's like he's almost been the gatekeeper for for SmackDown for since his return. Um, you know, with everything with like Cesaro, um, it just like, putting over the, the 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 guys on the way up again. So it's like, ah, man, for that reason, I don't think this will be the last match that we'll see, and I'm therefore going for an Edge win because of a Rollins disqualification. So Edge, Edge will win by DQ for me just because that seems to fit my my thought process a little better. Um, I was going to say, I think if this is... <clears throat> this could be the match that falls into your sort of your dodgy finish sort of category where like you, or, or might, might even be that we just don't get a finish at all. Sort of... Brawl to brawl to the back, double count out sort of thing to sort of stick, to extend the storyline. In fact, bollocks to it. Stick me down for a double count out. Okay. We haven't. We don't get them predicted very often, but I definitely valid at this point. Uh, who wants to go next, Andy? I, I agree um, with everything that's been said. Um, but for the for the whole actually picking someone to win this, uh, I'm going to go with Edge, and that is a prediction that I'm making now because I've gone backwards and forwards on this one about 15 times since I was reading through the matches, and it's literally been a... Mm, mm, mm. So I think at this point in time, purely because Edge hasn't really had a win... Um, going back to like, is it January? Mm. Whereas I think Rollins has had a more recent win. I don't. That's how they pick the, pick it, but that's how I've picked it. <laughs> <laughs> so it works. It, if it works, it works. We'll find out at the weekend. Matt, round us out then. I've got an edge. I just. It feels like it feels like his run is in danger of falling quite flat, like his return. 
and it's kind of I don't know whether because he, he was away for so long and then he came back with all the kind of at the Royal Rumble and then obviously he got injured at Wrestlemania and then was like gone again and then this time round it's kind of been like nah, oh shit we've kind of done the Roman Reigns thing and we kind of need to follow the Roman Reigns thing through. So you've kind of been put on the back burner. I just think if he loses to Rollins, it's kind of like, right, do we just kind of like shuffle him off somewhere else now? Because it, it seems to waste to waste his return and the big deal that it was for so many people, maybe not kids, but like for people perhaps our age. Um, a little bit younger it seems a shame that it's just going to kind of fall away into this kind of thing so I think they really need to kind of set him up to start winning against good wrestlers as well I think like people who can go um, and not just kind of like him winning kind of like against dickish heels I know I know that that's what Rollins is a dickish heel who's a dickish heel who can wrestle as well Um so be kind of, I think it'd be quite good to see him kind of go through that kind of like, I want to wrestle the best wrestlers in this company. So he does the Rollins, he does the Cesaro, you know. He defeats Rollins, comes out, brags about it. Cesaro comes down, like, all right, then wrestle me. And then he kind of goes through those kind of like, you know, they're the regarded as best wrestlers in the company, and particularly in SmackDown, you know, in that, kind of, in that brand. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, I, I, and I think my my worry for him is that he then peters out into this nostalgia act of being like Rey Mysterio's tag team partner once the Mysterios ultimately yeah dissolve yeah. as well. So we'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Speaking speaking of the Mysterios, um, if you cast your mind back a few podcasts, I'm pretty sure we had the conversation about where at some point the Usos would take the tag team titles off the Mysterios between the last podcast and this podcast that happened um it was on I, I believe it was on possibly the pre-show for for money in the bank um but yeah the usos current smackdown tag team champions not really much in the build for this one really it's just say they won the tag team titles from the mysterios the rematch has been set for SummerSlam. um there's been a bit in the in the build up to this one as well, where Ray has seemingly been a bit frustrated with Dominic, so you know the next phase for me of, of what we we talked about before is kicking in. The ultimate, um, you know, they, they're going to sort of break up the Mysterio's tag team. You would expect it's going to be with a massive Dominic heel turn um, at some point, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll find out on that one. But you know, I've definitely possibly swayed people's decisions on that one I've definitely highlighted how I think this one's going to go um, so I'm, I'll go straight in there I think the Usos are retaining the Smackdown tag team titles this time out me too me too yeah. okay. I reckon we might get a clean sweep here Paul's going for it as well and Andy's nodding in agreement as well indeed yeah I, knew that. I, I didn't think that, that one would be a particularly long prediction to, to call. Um, one that may not also be as quite as long. The next match on the card, Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. So as it's been billed on Raw, 
Lily Lucian versus Evolution at the biggest party of the summer. Um, for weeks, Eve Marie has taken issue with Alexa Bliss, drawing the wrath of Alexa's doll, Lily. Um, just, I don't know if you can check the audio whilst we're recording, Andy, but I actually just said that somebody drew the wrath of a doll, right? Um, I, that's how I heard it. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that, that is that is exactly that is exactly how the story is uh, is going on. Um, the artist, formerly known as Piper Niven, has been uh, mainly dealing with Eva's problems, as uh, as Dewdrop has been confronted by the doll on multiple occasions, and they've even though they've gone back to the crowds, they have tried to uh, invoke a little bit of the CGI stuff where they sat the doll on the top of the ring ring post and they zoomed in on the doll and the doll winked and stuff like that, and obviously it's. Uh-huh. It's, this is as hooky as you're ever going to get for a wrestling story. Um, based on Eva Marie's previous of pretty much not wrestling hardly ever, um, it was a bit of a surprise that she scheduled for the match against Alexa anyway. Um, but do we think that this match is actually going to take place? And if it does, who wins? She hasn't wrestled yet, has she? No. I think she might have been part of a tag match, possibly. Uh, actually, yeah. Not that she's not, you know, she's not really been involved much. <sighs> doesn't need to be smacked down. It doesn't need to be moved to Raw. It just needs to be moved into the bin. <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing that ever happened was Eva Marie coming back because she was fucking shocking in the first run and this has just been just as bad. Ah, I- I imagine that that was that that was one of those things that sort of like made the internet's head explode. Was that obviously they did all the releases, didn't they? And then mm-hmm. was it the week after they they announced they'd re-signed uh, Eva Marie, and everyone was like, "Why? Why are they doing that?" I think we mentioned it briefly when it was. I think it was around the time of this, possibly when Samoa Joe was released, and obviously that situation's changed now. But release Samoa Joe, hire Eva Marie. <laughs> So, shall, shall I put us all down for Alexa now? If it yeah, goes it ahead, yeah. So, Alexa, Alexa to win for all of us if it if it goes ahead. Um, I mean, presumably, she might win by uh, count out if, that, if they, they go that route anyway. She might get scared off by the doll. So, we'll, We'll all get a point if that's the case. So the last two matches, then we've all we've all picked the same. Um, see if we can make it three for three. The next match I have on the card is the uh, the Raw Tag Team Titles. Uh, Randy Orton, Matt's favourite, made his return to TV two weeks ago. Defeated AJ Styles in a singles match, and that match as well. I don't know if you guys have seen any of it. Ended with like a pretty cool combination of Styles going for the phenomenal forearm um, and then just getting dropped with an RKO, which did look cool. Um, Riddle kept almost busy on the outside, allowing for that finish to happen. But Orton, on his return, didn't take too kindly to the assist and then took Riddle out with an RKO as well. Seemingly the end of RK Bro as a team at the time. Um, However, this week, Riddle came to the ring and said that he'd realised that the reason that Randy did that, that he was teaching him how to do the RKO properly in, in only the style that, um, that, <laughs> that Riddle could deliver, um, and just asked if they were still a team. 
Orton initially declined, but then uh, later on in the night had a match against Omos, and after some interruption, um, Riddle helped him out again. And basically, Orton then says that he's, he's earned his respect, so yeah, they can team again. And then the challenge was laid out for the tag team title match. So, this weekend, new champions, Ake Bro or Ake No? You are welcome. Um, I'll, I should credit AJ, AJ Styles possibly for him uh, him using that term at some point. So, um, who wants to dive in first? I think I've gone first on a couple of them. So, I'll, uh... I'll, I'll go. Um, I, I reckon this could be one of the, uh, the the title changes of the evening. Personally, so, okay, bro for Paul. Yes, please. And, and he's nodding. Yeah, same for me, please. Okay. And Matt. Ah, you know, you know, I can't shake Randy. <laughs> so you 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 picking you picking him as well. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm gonna play for points then and just put AJ in almost <laughs> for that for that reason. Um, whoever, what I will say is, whoever loses that tag team is done. And the match between those two tag partners is coming to a pay per view near you soon. Yeah, I, 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 that's that's a great show. I mean, can you imagine them when it finally happens? AJ versus Omos is like little and large, isn't it? That's going to be odd. AJ is going to have to work his ass off for that match as well. Only that night. <laughs> Okay, well, that was a, another swift set of predictions, so we shall move on. Uh, the US title is up for grabs at SummerSlam with the current champion Sheamus defending against the returning Damian Priest, who has finally returned to action after seemingly a bit of a bad bunny hangover since WrestleMania. Um, he's taken issue with Sheamus's treatment of Ricochet and Humberto Carrillo over the last few weeks, calling out the Irishman for being a bully. Um, the challenge for the US title was laid out on Raw and duly accepted. The The odd part of the setup for this match is that the Miz and John Morrison have been thrown into it for the last few weeks. Um, the Miz has been um, feigning an injury. John Morrison's kind of been fighting his battles for him. And then uh, them, them, them two have had a disagreement this week as well. So... <laughs> It's a weird one. They've obviously set in like the, the seeds that there could be a Miz and Morrison match on its way, or are they going to use the this match as like their sort of getting back together kind of thing, and they'll they'll wreak havoc during the US title match this this weekend. Um, you'll all be pleased to know that they're still pushing the new nickname for John Morrison as America's Moist Wanted for Johnny Drip Drip. Um, yeah. That's probably best left there for now, isn't it? So, Seamus, will he keep the US title or is uh, is Damien Priest taking it? And Andy. Andy in there dropping the knowledge in the corner. So why why are we going for Damien Priest, Andy? I keep I keep coming back to Seamus needs like a bit of a bit of something. And then every time I say it, I I often find myself going against him. Uh, I think Damien Priest coming back and everything that's going on, I think it's like uh, I, I just see it being a title change and I, 
I don't know what they need to do with Seamus, but they need to do something. And I, I don't know what that is. I, I, I feel like they need, like, uh, uh, to stick a rocket up his ass or something. Uh, just do something. Um, but yeah, I see, I see him losing, um, unfortunately. He is, for him. He is still, he's still nursing that facial injury because he is, uh, like, wearing the mask. I think part of that is for the act by this point, um, just to make him look a bit different. But I suppose if, if that, if any of that is now still legit, there is the, the option that he may have a bit of time off as well. So um, I have gone for, for Damien Priest on this one too, um, for that reason, just just as a bit of a backup, if that's a reason. But um, I will give some props to Seamus, who probably delivered what, for me, was the line of the night on Raw this past week. When he, he said on commentary, growing up as an altar boy, he was always taught not to hit the Priest. That'll change this weekend. I was like, yes, I enjoyed that one. It's good. Um, the, the second you said growing up as an autobiography, I was like, no, just <laughs> stop. <laughs> no, it's not that, kind of, not that kind of podcast, Paul. Um, for that, you can take the next prediction. Uh, Seamus for me. Um, again, I don't think it means he's only just, only just in the last couple of months got it. Makes a bit more sense to build him with it and stuff like that, so a bit too early for him to lose it for me. But it could be, I imagine they'll have the, the sort of the storyline where they'll have a few matches and I think Priest will end up taking it off him just not just yet. Bear in mind that um, it might not feel that long, but Sheamus has had it since around WrestleMania because he defended the US title at, at WrestleMania. Oh, well, fair enough. Don't know if that sways you any, any other no, way. No, I, I still think, I, I think they can, I think they can get a few more out of this one. Okay. Right, you're doing the book for Seamus, so Matt. I've, I've got Damien Priest. I think he's, he's at that point that he was at in NXT where he needed to win the North American title, and I think he needs to win the US title now to kind of not legitimise where he is in the company, but kind of put him in a place in the company mm-hmm. to kind of. Not, not to kind of, you know, we kind of talked about Edge, like if he loses to Rollins bobbling along kind of thing, I think he's in the same kind of position. If, if he doesn't beat Sheamus, where does he go kind of thing? Yeah. And then um, I, I would I would say that there's, there's always that argument about the man makes the title rather than the title makes the man. Well, this is, this is probably the case of Sheamus doesn't need a title. He will be fine. Um, but Priest, Priest needs to have that standing, I think. So, yeah. I, 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 it's another situation, gentlemen, where we all know that Paul is wrong, clearly. So, we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, right, okay. Moving on. We've got three matches left and three title matches. So, we have the SmackDown women's title match. Bianca Belair going in as champion, defending against a returning Sasha Banks. Sasha's been missing in action since uh, the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Uh, and obviously at WrestleMania, she lost that title to Bianca Belair. Bianca's seen off challenges from Bailey and Carmella on multiple occasions in the, the, the months since. Uh, and Banks actually made her return a couple of weeks ago, saving Belair from a beatdown at the hands of Carmella and Zelina Vega before showing her true colours once again, dropping the champion with a bank statement. At SummerSlam, we get the rematch of what was probably the match of WrestleMania. Uh, but who will be 
champion come Saturday night. EST of WWE or the boss. Uh, Matt, do you want to kick us off on this one? Yeah, I've gone with Belair. Belair, I still think she's kind of getting that. Even though she's been the champion since WrestleMania, I think she's still getting that build. And, you know, it'll still be that kind of like the rub off banks kind of beating her again. Um, I think they're kind of making her as the mega kind of face kind of with the people that she's facing and what they're doing to her in the meantime. So, yeah, I think, kind of thing. And that's proper heel where she put it, she put it in the bank statement with a hair, didn't she? In yeah. Well, that was like, quite a cool spot, that was. Yeah. They've, they've almost burnt that now, though, haven't they, for the match? If they do it again, it's not as like, oh, but like, yeah, I'll, we'll see. She's get out time, won't she, or something like that kind of thing. But... I, I, wonder, I wonder where it would stand if if she applied it to banks in the same way because presumably the ref would have to start counting but you know that you know all them rules that they like to stick by um i have also gone for bianca belair um again she's still still riding that wave i think that it'll be a while a while before she loses the title maybe even she to me she might even have this until like well into next year the rate things are going but um we shall see uh andy Unfortunately, I saw Paul's reaction to what you just said, so I'm already sniffing a, uh, a play for points on this one. Um, <sighs> yeah, sod it. I'm going banks on this one. All right. Okay. So, based on what you said, I'm deducing that Paul was in agreement with the Bianca Maybe Bellas. fake me out. Maybe fake me out. <laughs> Maybe. You never know. Um, I think she's a long I think she needs a long run with the belt, so yeah, retain for me. Like you said, I think we're at the point now where we, we she should really have it until next year. Um, possibly, like possibly, maybe tempted to change it at the Rumble to give her a sort mm. of like some sort of like reinvigorator sort of character and stuff like that. But yeah, don't, don't make don't make any sense to lose it now to me. So. <laughs> My only issue, if if they do, I have I've got you down in the book, so we are we are three to one in favour of Bel Air. But my, I, I do want and and I do think that she she should keep it till next year. But essentially, we all know that Roman Reigns is going to have his title for a long old time as well, and that would mean that both champions, main champions on SmackDown, would have uh, had it for for a considerable amount of time. So, I mean, that's possibly where they're going with the Intercontinental title and using that as the, the sort of keeping things fresh thing, being as uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is the uh, newly minted Intercontinental champion on, on SmackDown, defeating Apollo mm-hmm. Crews. Um, he is probably about the only person who doesn't seemingly have a match at SummerSlam. <laughs> um, so I suspect that there will be a, uh Intercontinental title rematch on SmackDown of, of some description this week. Um, okay, so speaking of main titles, the main title on Raw, the WWE title, current champion Bobby Lashley defending against everyone's favourite pensioner, Mr. William Goldberg. Go on, Andy, let it out. Am I? Am I the? Now here's the thing. I need to. I need to get this out front. 
there's a lot of me that actually likes Goldberg. The you know when when Goldberg way back started popping up and stuff, it was like, oh, you know, he's big, and you know, I, I I always think like the the big guys have a lot to work around, but work with, and I never minded seeing him at that time. There was that that sort of. He was just—he was just wild. He was crazy. He was quite brutal. It was like, yeah, that's that—that's all good. Am I the only one at this point in time who's like, Jesus, flipping Norma, give it a freaking rest? <laughs> it's like, oh, we've got this slot to fill. Um, who have we got? You know, just hanging around backstage. Oh, look, there's Goldberg. Uh, quick, chuck him in a map. It's, uh, and this ties in to this migration of talent out the door. It's like, just keep shoveling people out the door, left, right, and center, and then let's get Goldberg in another match because that's what people want to see. It, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's just a baffling concept at this point in time, and it's really tiresome and it's very tired. Um, the, the one thing I would say for Goldberg is that he, is, in recent times, is, he's got a bit of that reputation as he, he comes back as the man that, to take the titles, but only in a transitional sense. So Goldberg, whilst he's there, obviously, to, to get sort of a, a bit of a nostalgia pop at the same time, he almost feels a bit like the sort of reset panic button in the sense of, shit right we don't know how we're going to get the title away from the current champion based on the fact that we've like just smashed everybody else into the ground that has been challenging for it we'll bring him back it makes it a little bit fresh give him the title for a week month whatever it might be and then everything's fine again and if they end up doing that to Bobby Lashley I think that's a massive disservice to the to the fella but at the same time, you know, ask Bray Wyatt and Kevin Owens because they got absolutely fucked over by it as well. So, um, I, I mean, I think I think the number of times we've had the conversation about the only way that this should end is Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. If that doesn't happen, then it's just like they're, they're just, so, they just they spend so much time pissing good ideas up the wall. That they don't even recognise good ideas. So there's that part of me that's like, yeah, Goldberg's absolutely going to win this. But for the part of me that always wants to see Brock back, back on the scene and this this match happening, uh, I'm going with Bobby Lashley to retain right. in the hope that that kind of forces Brock back. Because there's that... I think... I think this match needs to happen and probably soon. So I'm very much in the Bobby Lashley to retain in the in the I suppose hope that uh, Brock comes back. I am also in the glass half full camp on this one. Um, I've gone for Lashley to win because I just uh, yeah I'm uh, yeah I just the, like Goldberg has been. Universal champion. I also have this thing. So Goldberg, Go, Goldberg has been Universal champion twice, 
Um, he was world heavyweight champion when it was the old style um, WCW one. He's never been WWE champion, and he is and what will forever be one of the faces of WCW. So maybe somewhere in the back of the mind, Vince has got that. Yeah, he's still not having it kind of deal, and that's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I, I thought you were going to say they they could pull the trigger on the for the first time ever. Have have uh, have you just given a spoiler for your prediction? In a I have absolutely not. I was I was basically going to say, I think we're possibly at that point now where every time they decide to bring Goldberg back for another match. Ian bother whether he wins or loses. He's just happy to sort of like turn up and stuff. And I don't think this is one of the occasions where he, he should be winning. He, he, he should absolutely lose. It makes no it makes no sense for him to be a guy that's been on an absolute tear since the what the for the best part of eighteen months and stuff like that. So I mean, if he, if he if he loses to if he loses to Goldberg, it just kills any sort of like momentum he's built. Ever since he's taken the belt, and, and even you could argue for the months before that. So, to, to quote our, our uh, good friend Dan Housen, Goldberg should be there purely for the sacks of human money. So, yeah, basically. Matt, I, are you are you in agreement? Or are you going to try and play for the most unlikely of points in the, at this uh, this point? I, I can't go and shamelessly play for points when I don't agree with it. But I've got Bobbly. Yeah, cool. I just think I just think he is Goldberg from what Goldberg was twenty years ago, and the aura around him now doesn't exist because he's lost so many times. You know, it's it's gone. You know, it's not it's not a thing anymore. No. Lash, Lashley will be one in front by the time they get down the ramp anyway, because he won't have headbutted a door. So there is that. Um, right here we are final final prediction for the podcast and as we've spent the last couple of minutes talking about a, a returning legend it, let's do it again this time around though here comes John Cena granted Cena isn't as old as Bill Goldberg but nonetheless the story is kind of the same uh, legend returns walks straight into the title match at one of the biggest shows of the year um, we could carry on debating that all night and what it means for the state of the company but in fairness we probably could do a separate podcast for that um, initially as Matt alluded to earlier on we were teased with the possibility of Roman Reigns defending against Finn Balor after Cena's challenge was initially declined um, during the contract signing that was set up for Finn Balor and um, Roman Reigns Baron Corbin came down took out Finn Balor presumably trying to get his own name on the contracts to uh, help out his financial situation. But then Cena ran down and just signed it. And of course, even though the contracts would have had printed Finn Balor on it, Cena signed it and that makes it legit. Cool. I mean, if, if, if you're listening to this and you're a law student, then uh, hit us up, why not? Um, pretty sure that's not how it works. Can we sign your contract? Um, Cena, Cena showed showed up right at the end of uh, Money on the Bank. Uh, Cena showed up right at the end of Money in the Bank, and to be fair to the fella, he has been on fire with a microphone um, ever since, and he has been putting the shifts in on TV, and he's been doing the house show schedule since they've been back on the road as well. So he's 
he's he's doing it properly at least. He's not he's not just turning up for the pay per view and the raw before and, and cracking on. He's actually going at it. But if Cena was to win, he would become the record holder for the most world titles at seventeen, a record that is currently shared with him and uh, the 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 previously mentioned Nature Boy Ric Flair. Does Cena break the record this weekend? Or as I mentioned before, is Roman still happily on his way marching towards the Dwayne? What do we think? I've got, I've got Roman. I've got Roman Reigns winning. I think that, I, I, I don't think it's going to be clean, though. I think there's going to be shenanigans. I think there's too many people who are too... You know, I've already said that I don't know how long Cena's sticking around. Apparently, they've said his contract is only till SummerSlam, but he wants to stay on a bit longer and to kind of give like you know to give Balor that rub. And it'd be really cool if Cena did do a program with Balor with the kind of Prince kind of character that he created in NXT, just as that kind of different look towards him. I thought. He's obviously come back to the main roster and they've put him as a, as a face. And he, he works perfectly fine as a face. We've discussed his attributes many a time that would make him a good face. For a certain and, demographic. Yeah, you know, depends on where you see the face, you know. It depends if you're looking at his face. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, you know, I think... I, I, you know, the, the Prince kind of character that he had in NXT was really, really good. And I think it kind of fits into the kind of his standing in the world as a wrestler. Um, and I think it, they, they would do well to work off that if they can somehow shoehorn him in with Cena as opposed to what we all kind of think is that he's going into a programme with Baron Corbin. Well... Mm-hmm. Unless Baron Corbin continues to have the money in the bag. Just as a quick aside, I saw something that'll make you really happy today, Stu. Someone said that maybe there's some way of like he, now he's nicked the money in the bank thing. He's going to keep it and uh, you know, try and cash it in himself. Yeah, I'd, I'd also seen that. I'd also said it, said it purposely not mentioned it. It. <laughs> it. Effectively makes it the twenty four seven championship then. Yeah, because it's the second time they kind of pulled it really. With 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 a, a convenient little carry handle on top, as the uh, it's the same colour and everything. Um, but the the other back end of that is that they're saying about Cena staying on. Um, and we mentioned before that they'd uh, book the date in for the, ne- the next Saudi show in October. Uh, apparently, one of the matches that's been requested is uh, Old Bill versus Old John. And Goldberg has uh, publicly commented on it and said that he'd be interested. So we know where that's going now. Yeah, exactly. That that is millions of dollars um, worth of uh, stuff going on. Um, so yeah, that that brings us to the end of the predictions. Um, nobody's got a, a match in set this time out, so hopefully we'll we will get a clear winner. Um, especially if uh, the, the the playing for points gambles pay off for. for Certain ones of us. Um, has anybody got any other business? No good. The one thing I go into actual real life wrestling on Saturday. What? Like, yeah. as in as a participant? Yeah, I'm 
going to lay smack down on some people. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be in the, the infamous JFG of uh, the, uh, the, uh, the American football pod, which no doubt is coming back soon. Um, uh, are going to North Wrestling at Anarchy Brewery on Saturday. I mean, that sounds terrible. <laughs> um, and on the note, actually, of the beer, the one thing I had down to, to note was to, to look out for a bit of a crossover podcast next week where we're going to come back to you with the results of the predictions and SummerSlam this time out, but also going to mix it up with the beer podcast because we do have some very special uh, Brew York wrestling beers to get stuck into, which they build as the Survivor Series Um but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get stuck into that next week. So hopefully you'll come back and you will enjoy not only the results of the predictions, but also some ice cold beverages. Um, yeah, so that's it. We're all done. Thank you very much. Thank you for sticking with us and thank you for coming back. Thank you. If it's your first time, tell all your friends that like wrestling, get on it. If if they like anything else ever, Cookie Cast will have something for you. I am... In, in no doubt so do all the, the liking sharing subscribing and all of that thank you very much I'll see you next time recording stop so there you go what do you think to that another pay per view coming and another getting over podcast done we know how to do it if you've got any guest predictions you'd like to let us know drop us a line comment on the video Comment on the audio, drop us an email, you can find all the information you need to at thecookiecast.com and uh, do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts because that would be sweet. So that's it for this one. So next time I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. Bye.